Today's episode is sponsored by the American Homebrewers Association. Become a part of the U.S.'s largest community of homebrewers for just $48 a year by going to unitedwedrink.com AHA. What exactly do you get with your AHA membership? How about a year-long subscription to Zymergy Magazine, the world's longest-running homebrew magazine? Exclusive deals and discounts at over 2,000 breweries, bars, and bottle shops across America. Discounts on brewers' publication books and merchandise. Access to a huge library of previous HomebrewCon seminars and talks. And early access to purchasing tickets to each year's Great American Beer Festival and Savor. Sign up now by going to unitedwedrink.com AHA and get a year's membership for just $48. And if you sign up now, you'll get a free gift. What's that gift? I'm not saying. You need to go see for yourself. It's pretty great. Support United We Drink, support homebrewing, and support the American Homebrewers Association at unitedwedrink.com slash AHA. The opinions and statements in this podcast do not represent those of the hosts, employers, co-workers, family, or imaginary friends. Now enjoy the show. Happy hour, more like amateur hour. Welcome to United We Drink. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a podcast that is asking the hard questions like, what the serious fuck, Florida? Welcome to United We Drink, right here on unitedwedrink.com, as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and wherever fine podcasts are found. My name is Mike Urevich, and I am embarrassed to live in the county that had a council meeting full of Looney Tunes that you probably saw on John Oliver's TV show. I'm joined by my two co-hosts. First up is a man who has difficulties with inflatable water slides. Here is Phil Palmasano. Yes, there is video of me. Uh, I, I, I don't follow directions well. I head first all the, all the time. Like the young lady that was more than likely on John Oliver's show, I too don't like to wear anything because I like to let it breathe as well. <laughs> Next up is someone who will seriously cut someone if he doesn't get Dunkaroos soon. Here's Joel Codner. <laughs> Where the fuck are they? I mean, I went to like three 7-Elevens the night they were supposed to come out. Nobody had them. Have you been to any recently? Because you're still complaining about it on Twitter. Yeah, I pop into one every now and then. They're also supposed to be at Target, but they're not. And if you go on Amazon, it's like $23 for two of them. Jesus Christ, what is this? The beer it's, fucking it's third, uh, third, secondary yeah, exactly. market? I mean, it's probably the same people. I mean, if they don't end up eating the Dunkaroos, <laughs> they're going to be damn sure drinking a beer with them. Oh, so Omnipolo bought them all up? <clears throat> so I'm telling you, somebody bought them all up. Dunkaroos are like the fucking galaxy of uh, children's snacks from the 90s. <laughs> all I, right. I was more of a fan of the koala bears filled with fudge. What were those? I have no uh, idea. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. Right? And they um, came in like an octagon-shaped box. Yeah, and those goddamn uh, PB crisps. 
That was the shit. They were like little crispy peanut shaped things with peanut butter inside. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think they still make PB crisp. The the koalas I I haven't seen. Um, and since all three of us can't think of it, tweet us. <laughs> Let us know <laughs> if you remember the koalas. I I just typed in koala bears fudge. Oh wait, is this it? No, I don't think that's it. <laughs> this is some German thing. Uh, yeah. Hit Phil up if uh, you f- realize what it is the hell that he's talking about. Um, Kuchenmeister cocoa cream filled koalas. That's what I. That's what I saw. <laughs> There's also koalas march. Hello panda, but but those aren't koalas, obviously. But that's what they look like. I guess I don't know. I I honestly don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, if you remember, tweet at United We Drink, <laughs> and I'll pass it along to Phil. <laughs> Great Thanks. start here. Yeah, killing it within three <laughs> minutes of the podcast. So let's you know what we're not a beer podcast anymore. We're now a snacks podcast. Uh, let's let's talk about other favorite snacks from our childhood. Worst Halloween candies go. Tootsie roll. No, not Tootsie Roll. It, the, maybe the flavored Tootsie Rolls. Fucking butterscotch. But who gives butterscotch away? The old women. <laughs> and if they're not giving away butterscotch, they're giving you nickels. Did you ever get nickels or or like coins from people? Pennies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had a house when I was a kid that would give you one handful of coins, and it was all pennies, but uh, I mean... <laughs> Every once in a while, you got a quarter. Yeah. Well, okay. Back on track. What is everyone drinking tonight, Phil? I'm drinking some bubbly. Um, It was on sale at my local grocery store. I'm uh, currently drinking the blackberry bubbly, which is fantastic. And I just finished a grapefruit bubbly. Two of my favorite flavors. Were those the eight packs that were on sale? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the eight pack, personally. Yeah. just give me a 12. I mean, I, I missed out on the Polar by a day. Um, I would have stocked up for a year and a half if that was the case. Well, it's a bullshit sale. They're three for nine. When the 12 packs go BOGO, they're like four sixty nine each. Exactly. Joel very much pays attention to the economics of grocery store carbonated water sales. <laughs> I mean, if anybody was a fly on the wall in our Slack channel, they would see Joel and I going back and forth within our seltzer topic weekly in regards to what's on BOGO, what's going on sale, you know, new seltzers, old seltzers. By the I way, feel mixing like... seltzer flavors is my new favorite thing. What is? Mixing seltzer flavors. So taking two different seltzers, making a cuvee of seltzer flavors it's fantastic, and it. So being a child and mixing, mixing. I mean, juices yeah, together and. You got a problem with it? <laughs> the the our the seltzer channel on our Slack, uh, the one that I am uh, most absent from, and when I do say something, no one responds to me. Uh, <laughs> That's I'm a just common ignored. theme on our Slack as channel. As if, just as if they mute me inside of the the seltzer channel. What Mike, are what are you drinking? Oh, I I'm having our over at Copper Point our All American IPA, hazy IPA, and I have a backup of Allagash White. Well, Phil had the perfect segue into what I'm drinking, and then he fucked that up by passing the mic to Mike. Uh, I am drinking Cuvée de Gras from Revolution Brewing. This is part of their limited edition Deepwood series. 
This is ridiculous. It is a blend of seven seven different barrel-aged beers. Uh, if I can yeah. run them off real quick. 36% dry straight jacket 1796 two-year barrel-aged barley wine. 17% sweet Deeth's tart 2114 one-year barrel-aged imperial oatmeal stout. 17% Thundertaker one-year barrel-aged rye stout. 14% Jaminilla two-year barrel-aged imperial stout. 10% Gravedigger Billy two-year barrel-aged scotch ale. 3% sweet... Sweet Straight Jacket Port, one-year barrel-aged barley wine, and 3% Sweet Straight Jacket Madeira, one-year barrel-aged barley wine. Clocks in at 14.6% alcohol. So, uh, yeah. Thundertaker nice. is my new favorite beer name. Yeah. And uh, perfect timing. I've got a Nacho Belgrande being delivered to me at some point during the uh, episode, so we're ready to rock. And the, this beer is fucking incredible. Like it, it took me a couple of minutes just to start sipping it because the aroma was so strong, and I just had the glass off to the side here, and it's like, oh my god, just the, the flavors, the aromas, it's insanely complex and just holy shit. Uh, thank you to whoever said this to me. I think this was either John at Revolution or someone else. Uh, they both put a couple special Revolution extras in. Uh, the box they sent me, I, I just don't recall which one this was in, but thank you to whoever sent this. Fucking that's incredible. A, that's a hell of an extra. I know. Um, this this might have come with my bottle of anti-hero Malort. I don't, I don't know for sure. Joel's going to be drunk by the end of the show. Obviously, he's <laughs> going to have nachos Belgrande. We're going to do a little bit of, like, I guess some recapping as to how we're doing, because if you follow us, if you're in Florida, you know what the fuck's going on down here. Maybe you don't. Maybe you live under a rock, and that sounds really fun right now because living under a rock almost sounds better than dealing with the the news cycle of a daily basis here. But if you're not from Florida, you can find out uh, what the fuck we're dealing with. It's been a crazy past couple weeks for breweries, tap rooms, and whether or not they could be open or not. I think when we recorded the last episode... We were shut down. Then an executive order came out that changed the previous executive order. So bars got shut down. You couldn't serve alcohol on premise unless you sold over 50% food. A new executive order came out that removed the 50% food uh, option. As long as you served food, uh, you were allowed to uh, serve on premise a lot of breweries took that as like oh sweet we can open because we we have food service uh licenses with the florida department of health and we have to have food trucks so that that functions as that there was a lot of back and forth with the dbpr uh who run the uh alcohol beverage and tobacco agency here in florida and they were like no that doesn't mean it you need to have a restaurant license and of we got shut down again because of that and now thanks to the dbpr themselves showing a loophole in their own executive order if a brewery gets added to the license of a food truck as an owner they are then allowed to reopen for on-premise sales. So that's where we're at right now. 
I think it's pretty crazy that the DBPR is pointing out loopholes in their own executive orders, which if you're doing that, why do you even have them? Uh, Joel, thoughts on that? All I can say really is welcome to Florida. I mean, it's absolute madness. Visit Florida. Hashtag (laughs) hashtag visit Florida. That's right. Hashtag I live where you vacation. Uh, Hashtag I need to move. Yeah. And didn't they basically announce like the second shutdown via tweet and a one sentence tweet? Yeah. Right. And everyone else was like, wait, what? Uh, It took hours before the actual order was available online. Yeah, this feels like the time our dear leader tweeted something about he's going to order his generals to do something and then like never completed the thought. So for like 20 minutes, the Pentagon was shitting themselves. Um, It's a complete banana republic down here. I don't know what else to say. I think we should have, you know, not to play uh, armchair quarterback or whatever, but we should have just shut the whole shit down for like two weeks straight. Fucking and we would have probably been right back to business already, but it's, you know. We're a fucking melting pot and people are going every which way in that. I mean, I see people I know online traveling and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you're from Florida and you're going other places. What the fuck are you doing? Like, it, it's just cra- I, I don't know why everybody doesn't just stay the fuck home right now. Phil, what do yeah, you think it's, of this? Uh, I, well, I mean, uh, I think all of us were affected by this uh, you know, emergency order that was released. I was actually on a call when it came down, and my phone just started going crazy. And typically, I try and keep my phone to the side while I'm on uh, specific uh, conference calls. My watch is going off. My phone's going off. I look down at my phone, and the next thing I realize, it's the same screenshot of the same tweet. And then from there, I have wholesalers calling, and everyone went from, I think, are going and getting better and we're going to start ordering more draft product and start working on things of that nature to help out the on-premise and then the whiplash because I don't think that there's any other way to really describe the bungeeing effect of what's going on specifically in Florida within our industry and other industries this like snap in the neck all of a sudden everything pauses everything halts and it, it it's it, it's made you have to reassess on on when you look at distribution you have to reassess your product splits you have to reassess what's being sent out um it it's it's been challenging i can only imagine um it being in one of your shoes where you're a relatively smaller brewery distribution is a large part but not necessarily a huge part and taproom sales are really how you guys keep your doors open and to have a because we had I mean what it was five hours ish that nobody really had any answers I actually had employees jump on the phone and try and get hold of someone at the department and the department turned around and told one of team members I'm sorry we don't have any details and you're gonna have to wait until further details are released and and (laughs) literally he called and was texting me and was like hey man I know you're on a call I'm going to call right now and try and get some answers because I have bars reaching out to me asking me if I know what's going on. I have friends that are working tasting rooms and and breweries down here in South Florida. And he went above and beyond and called. And, you know, it's, you know, 
It's that whole one team, one dream. But for him to be told, sorry, we don't have answers for you. You're going to have to wait until further information is released. His only response was, you tweeted this. Your Twitter account put this out and you can't answer any questions. So it talk about a, a complete crazy. It, it, uh, I agree with Joel. I, I actually think we probably reopened a little too quickly uh, for our state in particular. Um, but it, I too see a lot of my friends on social media traveling and and right now it's, you know, or not wearing masks. That's the other thing. Like, please just put a mask on. Like, it, it, it just protect your, it protect yourself and protect me, protect my kid. You know, I mean, it's, it, it's so crazy to think, to put things into perspective in, in different ways. It's insane. Sorry. Soapbox. No, it, you're, you're right. It's, it's literally one of the least things that you can do to be considerate of others and don't like you, you have an argument against it. You're wrong. Fuck you. You're wrong. Like, <laughs> like do, doctors, nurses, these people wear masks. Slipknot, guar, <laughs> <laughs> mushroom head, um, <laughs> luchadors, uh, like so many people that wear masks for hours of their day who are just fine. We haven't been hearing of this great uh, nurse uh, death situation over the last 20 years because of masks and, and because they're fix, uh, asphyxiating themselves. Like it, it's just silly. Like and and if you do, you are one of those few people who have a legitimate reason to not wear a mask because of respiratory issues of some sort. Don't fucking go outside. Go get get your get your shit delivered to you through whatever service you have nearby you. I know that that differs from region to region, but there are the abilities for you to get things that you need without then going outside. So. Tasting rooms have, you guys are being able to operate under uh, a food truck license, correct? Like you said? We we at Copper Point are officially now a 1% owner, I guess, of uh, a food truck. And we uh, received, we applied for the license Friday morning and we had it uh, approved by noon on Friday as well. They told us it would be within 48 hours. Normally it's 30 days. We got it within a couple of hours. Um, so it was a pretty quick turnaround. And we had the digital copy of the license in our hands so that we could print it out and, and have it available to our staff uh, if there's ever any issues regarding it. Um, I know that the 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 truck that we're working with uh shout out to silver spork thanks for for helping us out they're there at the brewery today they're also working on giving us some like uh pre-packaged foods uh like little options that people can buy from from us when they're not there so that we can continue to have food options available for people even when they are not there and um it's uh i i mean i, I think that it's it's super important and it's uh like it's 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 
certainly makes my life a little easier because, or like makes me breathe a little better because I mean, I probably, uh, sharing a little too much. I had my pay cut because of our, uh, tasting room being shut down. And I mean, that sucks. Uh, and we need that tasting room to be able, my, my bosses were, are doing everything that they can not, uh, for low anyone. And I appreciate that. And, I'm going to keep busting my ass to make, make great beer. And if the tasting room can help us, uh, make more profit again, then I can get back up to where, where I was used to, uh, making. And, um, so yeah, from a personal standpoint, this impacts me greatly as well. Um, I, I want to see success in our tasting room and, and success in our tasting room, uh, in a safe manner. And luckily I, I have like, I have been seeing a lot of customers being safe when they're in there. We have tables spaced out. We have booths closed, uh, to distance people. We've had one issue with a person not wearing a mask and they didn't even throw a fit. Uh, we told them that they just needed to put it on a mask. They said, no, thank you. And they walked out the door. Um, they didn't, get in uh, any of our staff's face, yell at them, scream at them or anything like that. So I'm happy my staff didn't have to deal with that. And, but yeah, uh, I want success in our tasting room personally and for our business. Joel, where are you guys at? So we are in a little bit of a different situation because we have multiple food trucks. So we can't just, you know, sign on with all of these guys in regard to the food license and stuff. And we've had several different visits from code enforcement, but um, we've been in compliance every time, you know, people are socially distanced. They're wearing masks, things like that. We had a little bit of a busy uh, weekend day last week, uh, especially due to a particular food truck that was pretty popular, but um, everybody stayed apart for the most part. A lot of people showed up just for the food truck. uh, Amazingly. So, um, you know, so I, it was kind of weird at one moment, I guess I had heard somebody wanted to hang out inside cause it was so hot, you know, and it's like, well, you know, if you're not, it's like a touchy situation cause it's like, if you're not a customer, but you want to hang out inside, it's like, we kind of need you to be a customer cause our capacity is so limited. So it's like, how do you communicate that without being a dick? You know, you don't want to tell somebody to fuck off, but you know, <clears throat> It's it's just really scary shit, and uh, you know, I, I I honestly, you know, and I, and I could probably get in trouble for saying this, but it's like I honestly wish everything would, and, and like believe me, I'm sensitive to everyone and their employment situations and all of that, but like for the overall good, I just think the entire fucking country needs to just shut the entire shit down for like two weeks, and let's get past this. I'm I'm truly relieved that the county uh, uh, school board voted to continue online learning because there was one day this week where I was just freaking the fuck out with all this talk about rushing back to schools because now you're talking about playing with my kids' lives and, and I just don't, you know, fucking with my paycheck is one thing, but the lives of my kids is completely different, so... You know, I was freaking out. There was one day where I didn't even have any caffeine, but I was so cranked up from the anxiety and the stress and the rage of all this talk about reopening schools with with no safety concern whatsoever, especially in in the fucking hot zone that we are. So uh, fortunately, uh, we'll continue distance learning and I'll, you know, figure out how to 
cross that fucking bridge when I come to it now that I'm working again. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just not risking my kids' lives. Fuck that. Well, if there's any industry that is uh, in more turmoil or inconsistency than the hospitality industry at this point in time, it truly is the education system down here in Florida, as well as, I'm sure, across multiple states in the United States. Um, it's how how that's handled that that's obviously for a different podcast but it's uh it, it's interesting to sort of watch that and see and again I, I think it's whiplash you know i mean it, there's really no other way of saying it it's you get one answer and then two seconds later or you know a day later you get a completely different answer it's uh it's such a horrible bungee cord effect yeah and uh one one thing that I saw uh, while all this stuff was happening, uh, brewery up in Jacksonville, Ardwolf uh, Brewery, and uh, big fan of their beers. Uh, they make some awesome stuff up there. Mm-hmm. I've never been to their brewery, but I've had a chance to have some of their beers at beer festivals around here, and they make some great stuff. They posted on Friday morning a big, long post on their Facebook about how the previous night they uh, had three armed ABT officers come in with a pre-filled out exi- uh, form of not notice of non-compliance for them, and they were in there inspecting, blah blah blah. And while they were there, they changed the the notice in front of them from notice of non-compliance to informational purpose visit. They have a, a picture of the actual piece of paper that they were given and the change that was made on it. And they just felt like they were being shaked, like shook down by them because they have been very vocal about their displeasures of the DBPR, the ABT and, uh, Housie, uh, Housie Bashir, I don't know if I'm, I'm saying that right, who is the head of the DBPR and just everything that has been going on with jerking around uh, uh, breweries and, uh, and bars in general. And uh, I, I highly encourage anyone who is a Florida beer drinker or even outside uh, and wants to get a little peek as to what some people are dealing with down here go follow ardwolf uh this was on their facebook that i saw this post it was uh on july 10th that they post that and uh, it's it's just like what joel was saying it's uh it's crazy it's banana republic uh not the store and it, it it's frustrating like i i get being safe and i get uh why the initial ban was done. Like, because you do, you can like, Phil, you're out there in the market. You see bars, restaurants, and you've, you've voiced your concerns about some places looking a little more like crazy than others and feeling uncomfortable around them. And they just decided like, all right, Bars are the issues. Adults have no capability of socially distancing themselves in social drinking situations. Bye-bye. And it was just this blanket cut 
uh, without taking any consideration to other things. And instead of punishing people for acting inappropriately, punishing bars for not doing proper social distancing. And like, it's funny that they said that they had no ability to police bars and restaurants and stuff like that for this stuff because it's just too difficult. But we're hearing all the time about breweries now being uh, dropped in by uh, by agents and officers from the ABT to check in on them in the past week. So they definitely have enforcement out there. So that seems like a crock of shit to say, oh, we don't have the ability to enforce this, but they do. Yeah, I've seen, I've swung by several, I went to a handful of accounts and, and, you know, bars, restaurants, um, obviously off-premise doing a lot of that. Um, And and for the most part, bars and restaurants are following the rules as as best as possible. Um, I actually uh, went to Sports Grill in Pembroke Pines not too long ago. Fantastic experience. It was uh, everything was spaced out. You had to wear your mask to the table. Once you got to the table, as long as you were sitting at the table, you could take your mask off. And we went in for lunch and, you know, just to say hey to a, a good account. And it, everything was super professional, super clean. Um, it, you know, it was nice to see, you know, everybody following, you know, basically what the orders were. Um, went to, uh, celebrated my son's birthday this past weekend and went to um, Cooper's Hawk over in uh, Daniel Point. And they did an amazing job. Um, everything was so spaced out. That place is usually a madhouse. Um, they did a really good job of controlling crowds, making sure that there weren't a ton of people there. Um, same thing, had to wear your mask to the table. Um, it, it was basically filter in and filter out one way. Um, it, it, it was awesome. My family felt safe. It was the first time since... Shit, probably February that the three of us went out for dinner um, or lunch in in any type um, of manner. And, you know, it, my wife was comfortable. My son was comfortable. Everything was pretty good. Um, now, I, I have been and, and I've seen pictures more so. Uh, I, I refuse to walk into an account that I feel unsafe um, walking into, um, be it on premise or off premise. So I, I have seen some photos online of, um, you know, bars and restaurants across the state of Florida where clearly people are not social distancing. They're not wearing masks. Um, I, it, it, it it's baffling. I, I loss of words on that because unfortunately it's that whole thing from like kindergarten, which is one bad apple ruins it for everyone. Um, and you know, you have one account that just doesn't pay attention to, uh, or one, one restaurant that doesn't pay attention to, uh, the rules and potentially could mess it up for everyone that is following the rules. First of all, the bad apple thing needs to go away because it's not true. It's fucking dumb. Uh, but so you had your first, I I think it's like sit down. It really is. No, because one one bad apple spreads to another, which spreads to another, and then by the time you have a bunch of, like, they they all become bad apples. That one bad apple ruined it for everyone. Uh, The people that are that are following the rules and the people that aren't following the rules 
Um, those that, you know, handful of people that don't want to follow the rules or the guidelines um, are, are going to mess it up for those that can because business and industry well, is going I'm to saying shut that down. it's not, it's usually not one bad apple. There's usually multiple oh, no, in it. But is, I, is that, I mean, like, figure that's, speech. That, come on. Yeah, I, I get you, but I, I don't think that that figure of speech is necessarily accurate. But you had your first sit-down dinner experience. Uh, yes, you said yesterday? Friday. Friday. So I had I had my first sit-down, like, eating experience with uh, my friend, Kevin, our, all of our friends. Uh, we went suit shopping for my suit for the wedding and we were like oh let's are you hungry yeah you do you want to stop and get something to eat like where we were at there's a brass tap right across the parking lot we went to the brass tap in boynton beach really well well done with the social distancing there we sat outside at a table underneath their their awning uh with a few other people all of our tables spaced out really nicely uh, the, the server was great. He was super apologetic thinking that he was being very slow, but he, we swear for our second round of drinks, we ordered them and he came back what felt like 10 seconds later as if he just reached into a magical cabinet and our drinks happened to be there and just put them down on our, our table. But I mean, big shout out to, uh, Brass Tap and Boynton Beach because they were doing a great job of socially distancing people while providing a good service. We wore our masks to our table. If you went to the bathroom, wore your mask there until you came back to your table. Uh, it, was, it was a nice experience. But I, I, I also don't think I would have gone into a place that was a little more crowded. Uh, they just happened to not be super crowded at uh, that point in the day. So that might have helped my my decision to do that a, a little bit more but still it was it was a nice experience to do something like that that feels like I haven't done in so long you know I did see Phil posting about it and I was like not being judgmental or anything but anytime I see a friend like out at a restaurant and they're posting on social media I'm just like oh no like what are you doing but it didn't look like anyone was anywhere near you no, yeah. there was uh, there were tables. It was basically two tables behind us, two tables on the side of us, and two tables and on the other direction. So you had a buffer, a really solid buffer area. Um, you know, like I said, I I've been super cautious. I've I I have gone to accounts for work, um, specifically when traveling. You know, obviously it's a little bit harder when you have to uh, be on the road. Um, you know, I went to Tampa a few times and had some sit down dinner or sit down lunches, I should say, ordered in, uh, for all of my dinners. I, for the most part, I'm trying to stay off social media when it comes to that stuff, but it, even though it was an unusual feeling on Friday night to sit down and have dinner with my family at a restaurant, it was a, it was a welcoming feeling once I relaxed just a little bit. And maybe that was the second glass of wine, but you know, it, it, it definitely helped to, um, just calm down a little bit because those were things, think about it. We, February, we weren't thinking about that stuff. No, even the beginning of March. Joel, you've, I, I feel like you've been very quiet through this whole thing. No, I mean I'm I'm in agreement with everything you guys are saying. I mean, it, look, it's I can't can't repeat any more what I said earlier. I mean, it's just you know hashtag visit Florida. I 
I, it, you couldn't write this if you wanted to. I mean, that Florida would become the place that is the global epicenter. I mean, and here's Arizona, like, trying to compete with us. Everybody thought it would be Texas, but no, Arizona is, like, going hard, you know, trying to get us to hold their beer. But nope, we're, uh, we, we got plenty of beers to hold ourselves. Yeah, it's it sucks to think about that. Uh, I, I, uh, you you've probably heard me talk about it and joke about it on previous episodes about my whole wedding thing. So like, that's that's just been a. Uh, I I've always heard like, oh, planning a wedding it's a pain in the ass. Well, planning a wedding during a pandemic that makes it uh, even more special. But uh, it, so so much stuff going on on a nearly daily basis it's all changing the the day that we're recording this we had an announcement of a brand new high of of uh, reported cases the highest of any state since this whole thing went on it's like how long till we like uh, can stop being embarrassed and just being like yeah it's that's yeah I'll put it this way. I decided, you know what, with the amount of travel that I'm doing and things of that nature, just to be safe, I'll call and I'll just get a preliminary test done just to make sure, you know, I'm good. I'm trying to get out on the road a little bit more. I want to make sure that I can turn around and safely tell people, hey, I've been tested. I'm fine. I'm negative. Everything's good. I feel fine. I'm not showing any signs, you know, not no fever. I can still smell. I can still taste, et cetera, et cetera. I just figured, hey, you know, just to be safe that I'm not asymptomatic, I'll go get a test. Called today. They are booked up through next Sunday, and I might be able to get in if I call tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for the following Monday. So not tomorrow, but seven days later. So if I had symptoms... And this is the C.B. Smith uh, drive through facility for Broward County, the one that is constantly on the news nationally mm-hmm. and locally. Seven days, I, I, I can't get in to get an appointment. Um, so if I was showing symptoms or if I was really sick, that's alarming in my opinion. And to a degree, we've sort of sidetracked from beverage, but this is, you know... This is all impacting, you know, our industry right now. Oh, I I get what you mean. Uh, we we ourselves uh, are going and getting tests done uh, this Wednesday. We called yesterday to set up an appointment, and Wednesday evening, uh, Wednesday was kind of the there was different times during the day was the earliest option at a a local walk in clinic. Well, it's a walk in clinic like. Uh, chain like an md now or something like yeah that. i didn't want to name names but okay like, yeah uh but yeah like uh we we just want to be certain like i said we're having a wedding you guys are being there it'd be nice to be able to tell you hey we've been tested and we're we're negative uh, like our our families feel confident in that even my my work not that my like work uh has asked for anything like that i mean i've I've had big time like sinus and uh, allergy issues over the past couple of weeks, but mainly because I think of this like the Sahara Sands stuff that's been going on down here too. So like I'll have like one day a whole bunch of congestion or 
like a scratchy throat and then the next day be completely fine. It's just like, it's, it's stuff that are not necessarily symptoms of, of COVID, but like, it sucks to be suffering from something else during the same time. And then it gets in your own head. It gets in other people's heads. Like, Oh, what if they have that? And like, no, it's not, but wait, maybe it is. And then you start getting in your own head about it, but you know, we're just going to go be safe and, uh, uh, and get that done and just go from there. Makes sense. I had, I, you know, your wedding was in the back of my mind too. You know, when we were making that, I was like, eh, it would be nice to tell him that, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm good. Yeah. So. Will the, uh, will the bride and the groom on top of the cake be socially distanced? <laughs> I don't you know yet. You should paint with... a face mask on at least. <laughs> with, with all the, the stuff that's going on right now, we're still just trying to find a, a new uh, baker to make our cake. Um, I don't know if we're going to, I doubt we're going to be putting the little thing on the top of it. I might have a connection for you. <laughs> oh, okay. Our cake lady was amazing. Okay. Shoot, shoot me that uh, afterwards. We're getting, yep. we're getting, we're getting wedding planning on uh, done on this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> What uh, what else is there? Anything else that we uh, we want to touch on about all of this? Like catching people up? Like I, I don't even know if this is entertaining to people. I feel like we're maybe. Well, I'll be I'll be really curious to see. You know, uh, we sort of had projections earlier um, as all of this sort of happened. Obviously, we're still in phase one. Um, <laughs> by no means are we out of phase one yet. Um, I'll be really people who are in phase two. Are they back in phase one now? Uh, I mean, technically I, I, it, it's like an edited version of phase one. Uh, Miami's basically in like negative one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so I'll be curious to see how, how things continue to progress. I still believe that the off premise is going to drive business. Um, and, and unfortunately for the foreseeable future, just simply because, when bars are getting reopened, I, I mean, there was a report that was put out this past week, and I should have saved the, uh, uh, the actual source so that I could cite it, but it was something like thirty percent of draft lines are open as the industry as that as that premise is reopening. So, if oh, you yeah, have you 10, sent that to us, right? Yeah, you're reopening yeah. with three. So there's seven dormant lines, or if you basically had a keg box that fit three half barrels, but you squeeze nine sixtals into them, you're going back to those three half barrels. Um, you know, I, the trends are really unusual. You're seeing some wholesalers really push for sixtals because accounts are apprehensive to go in and purchase a half barrel. And you have some wholesalers that are saying, no, we only want to focus on half barrels because our accounts, you know, need that price per ounce uh, hookup on on the uh, on the half barrel. So it, I'm, I'm really curious to see how, as the on-premise figures out how to maneuver in this new world, is it package, is it draft, is it single serve, is it uh, plastic cups, glass cups? I, we talked about it all in the past, and I feel like it's, Every two weeks, we could almost revisit certain topics and just 
go back to it and say, okay, off-premise still surging. Um, you know, plastic cups are not really being seen, but we're seeing more people move to aluminum cans, single serve. Uh, you know, it, it, it's really how this shapes our industry and the entire hospitality industry as a whole is is going to be something to watch for the remainder part of 2020 and unfortunately probably 2021 as well. Yeah, uh, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if this goes into next year as well. Joel, you have any uh, any words of encouragement? Any, uh, <laughs> From me? Any, any positive <laughs> affirmations? <laughs> uh, yes, enjoy Arby's and uh, wear a goddamn mask. Sp- speaking of Arby's, friend of social media probably not friend i don't know if he actually listens to the show uh michael graham from austin beer works yeah did you see his post about arby's uh the mm-hmm. other day on twitter oh how it's an rb and they yeah sell, yeah you didn't know that ne- never knew that holy Mind shit blown. really like I-, I was like that that's one of the greatest things i've ever heard wait till Phil, you, take do a you look- know this the naming I have no of Arby's. Idea what you guys are talking about. So, consider me, you know, probably a percentage of our uh, of our listenership. <laughs> this this was me. Arby's, R B. Okay. Roast beef. That's what they serve. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, Phil looks unimpressed. Anyway, wait till um, you uh, find the hidden thirty one in the Baskin Robbins logo. Oh man. I'm not going to sleep tonight in, until I find that 31. <laughs> All right. Getting into deep, some Da Vinci deep, Code type shit here. Yeah, I was going to say, that's some <laughs> deep, dark, uh, fast service, uh, fast food knowledge there. Jeez. All right. Let's, like let's go from things. That... <laughs> let's go from things that have nothing to do with uh, beer to probably other things that have nothing to do with beer. Who wants to do their last call first? I will. Sure. Um, I'd honestly shout out, uh, at the beginning of all this, I've tried to sort of space out and go to different breweries that I would like to try or sample things. And I've come across some amazing breweries across the state of Florida that probably for all too long, I haven't been able to uh, uh, swing by or I just wasn't thinking about it. But um, I, I challenge everyone that is listening to this podcast to do the same um, find a new local brewery that's good. Uh, or, fuck, just find a new local brewery. Support your local businesses. Get out there and try some different stuff. At the beginning of all of this, I wouldn't have said that I am a hazy IPA fan. I now have to say I'm on the freaking train, which stinks. I went through my refrigerator over the weekend, and I had you know great beers in the refrigerator, but they were all sort of clean, clear. IPAs, and honestly, I just really wanted one of those hazy, sort of juicy, stupid IPAs that I hated all the taglines from back in January. COVID definitely has done something to uh, me during this time frame where I do appreciate the hazy IPA style. So I'm outing myself as a hazy IPA fan. And finally, uh, one thing that I have enjoyed a lot are Metallica Mondays on YouTube. Um, every Monday Metallica is releasing a new live or actually an old live concert. And I love it because 
all of the uh, like the the songs are snipped so i can skip songs that i don't care about and watch songs that i do care about and uh, those guys are just so damn good live sorry two last calls today <laughs> i'm a hazy ipa fan that all of a sudden has a reinvigorated love for metallica so phil's a haze bro is it haze bro or haze boy Joel, I still don't better. like lactose in my IPA, so just for the which record. is it, Joel? Haze Bro and Pastry Boy. Okay. B O I. Yes. Like Big Boy. Yes. And crispy. <laughs> Joel, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I went through all of Twitter. I, I checked every single all of it. All of it. Every single tweet, and as it turns out. I'm the only one who does not like the old guard on Netflix. Uh, what a just boring piece of shit. Uh, Charlize Theron basically uh, reprises her character, not officially, but reprises her character from Hancock. Spoiler alert, uh, some immortal super being uh, who I guess is stronger when she's around. I don't know, some fucking dumb shit. It's just... God awful boring action movie. She kicks ass and there's, you know, a couple decent actors, but oh my god, just I fell asleep like 14 times. And then I go on Netflix hoping to, you know, you know, Misery Loves Company, trying to find some people who hated it as much as I did, couldn't find one. So, guess I'm alone on this one. Uh I'm going to I'm going to stick to Netflix as well. Watch the new Jim Jeffries special. Oh, yes. So good. So good. It 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 was he, he like I, I just I feel like he has never flubbed a like a special before. Like his specials are just always fire. Uh I know he's not everyone's cup of tea. Joel used to tell a story of going and seeing him down here. I don't know why I wasn't at that show. I must have had something else going on that night, but he went with uh some coworkers from the brewery we used to work together at and no that was joey diaz i saw i saw oh jim, that was joey diaz okay. i saw jim jeffries with my wife and ed roberts oh okay never mind but this Joel, this which special show was that? hard rock or yeah down West... in hollywood yeah i saw that same my set it was call. amazing but <laughs> sorry mike uh, <laughs> but uh fantastic special um that guy is just sharp and wicked. Like he, he hits all. Like he hits all of the terrible people without being polite. Like he's just like fuck being polite. I'm just going to tell you how it is. And I, I loved every moment of it. I mean, there, there were some specific things that just stuck out to me as being like, yes, that needs to be said way more often. Um, I, I won't say it, just go watch it. Enjoy it. If you, if you love Jim Jeffries, you'll love it. If you've, if you're somewhat familiar, you should really enjoy it. If you don't know Jim Jeffries, go watch it. Be surprised. Be like, what the hell? And then if you don't like it, then, uh, you're wrong. Well, uh, I would recommend eating a cheese plate while you watch that special. <laughs> especially if you're lactose intolerant and see how long you can last uh and he totally stole my bit about ghostbusters i'm just putting that out there 
<laughs> Dina has so many. It, Joel got I canceled. I think Dina's on interviewed Twitter. him once or twice, and she really? said he is he is on all the time, and she's. He was one of her favorite interviews uh, throughout her time interviewing constant uh, comedians. She, yeah, it, we talked about it while we were watching the special. He, <laughs> this special was awesome. It was really yeah. good. So, uh, Joel, you want to plug anything? Florida D U H Brewer on Instagram and Twitter. Phil. P. Palmasano 77 on Instagram and Dos Birigos on Twitter, which I don't check. I only uh, get notifications when Joel tweets. <laughs> really? So do, every four seconds. Yeah, I get notifications. <laughs> every morning I wake up with a notification that Joel has tweeted something. So I'd, apparently it's set for 24 hours. Uh, follow me at Mike Loves Beer on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow the show at United We Drink on Twitter, United We Drink Pod on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. Uh, and you can subscribe to this show on any of the major podcast networks, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, any of those. You can subscribe to the show and get brand new episodes delivered to the device of your choice. Uh, we're also on our website, unitedwedrink.com buy a shirt button sticker tote whatever uh on our web store to support the show if you uh, wish to unitedwedrink.com slash store we'll be back in two weeks with another new episode so we'll catch you then cheers 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 Satan. All right. <laughs> He's turning a new leaf. <laughs> and Nacho's Bel Grande. <laughs>